shared with you several times my, even though growing up on a farm, I lack the capacity to grow things. <laughs> so, um, hence it's probably good that I don't have any children or pets <laughs> or even potted plants or, or things of that, uh, that variety. But, uh, but I am, uh, I'm really fascinated, uh, especially by plants, especially like by exotic plants, you know, like things like succulents, uh, like um, cacti and, and uh, you know, just uh, different things like that, that that have seeds and that you can grow them. And this, this whole idea that you can take a seed and you can put it in the ground and cover it up and put a little bit of water on it, however much it needs. Usually I don't get the right amount. And then um, you wait. And as long as you keep those conditions proper and, um, and correct, then, then eventually what happens is that it transforms. You know, the seed begins, I don't know if you've ever seen like a, uh, when, when dad used to plant like uh, soybeans, it really it didn't take that long. You'd put it in the ground, and then the bean would uh, almost immediately, like just several hours later, it would it would if it was down in the in the moisture, the dirt, it would start to swell up. You know, it would start to change change form, and and so this this whole process of of this transformation of the seed of in a certain sense it, it ceases to be uh, it ceases to be what it is in order to become something else. And that something else, ultimately then, it produces more of itself. It produces, it produces fruit. And, and so that, that whole idea is really, like I said, it's really, it, to me, it's very, even though I can't do it, <laughs> it, it, it really is, it's, it's something that is just incredibly fascinating to me. And, and I was thinking about that, because of what we read in today's gospel, uh, again we have some of these these farming farming analogies that that I'm a little bit more um, attuned to when, when Jesus is talking to him and he says, "Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit." And then he goes on to to basically explain that analogy. He says, "Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life." So, so thinking about that, that idea of, again, of the seed, of the seed, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. So, so again, to think about what is that, what is that death, you know, and, and the death of the seed, in a certain sense, again, it's, it's ceasing to be what it is in order to become something more than it is. And, and I think if we think about that in terms of our spiritual life, because it, say we're, okay, so let's anthropomorphize these seeds. You know, say a seed, you know, it just wanted to stay a seed and be what it is, you know, and it didn't want to, to die to itself. It didn't want to, to grow. You know, it would, just, it would just remain just a grain of seed. But by, again, by putting it to the ground, by, by allowing those, those proper conditions around it and enabling it to, to quote-unquote, die to itself, 
again, it starts to put down the root, and then, then out of the, so it can take up more nutrients and moisture, and then pretty soon you start to see that the, the uh, leaves come out of the ground, and then pretty soon it continues, it grows up, and there's this, it has some sort of flowering process, this pollination where it, uh, it becomes fruitful. And then at the end of the harvest, or when the harvest comes then, this one little seed, uh, think about like a, say a soybean or something like that. How many, how many, you look at all the different pods that, that uh, on that plant, and they, they have, you know, it produces basically, you know, hundreds of, of these little beans that, that were like itself. It becomes more than what it is. It, from that, just that one little seed, it produces this, this abundant fruit. And so in, in our own spiritual lives, again, Jesus is sent, using this to describe us. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. So, so for us, wanting just to remain and to be what we are, namely sinners, it, that if that's all we are, then, then ultimately... That leads us to to unending death if we try to preserve this this of who we are but but if we allow ourselves to undergo that death and just like that seated in that death we go and and we are transformed so so for us we don't get get planted necessarily in the dirt you know Jesus you know he was planted if you, if you want to think about it in those terms Jesus was planted in the ground after he died what happened he came back he transformed. He was transformed through the power of the resurrection, and, and now he bears abundant fruit in all of the people now that, that are able to receive eternal life through him. So we go down into that tomb. We go down into the ground with him to be transformed with him. How? We die with him, first of all, in baptism. Uh, this, this weekend I had an opportunity to, uh, my sister's little baby got baptized. You know, it, was, it was awesome. And, and he, um, Father Johnson, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He, he went down into the water of baptism, dying to himself so that rising to new life, you know, he could, he could have this, this, this eternal life, dying to himself, that death of baptism. Well, what happens to us in baptism is then, in a certain sense, it, it's repeated over and over and over again in our spiritual lives. We have to have that, that dying and that death with Christ, that ceasing to be who we are and trying to preserve in and who are, to allow that, that death to take place, to allow that transformation to take place. And this is what we mean when we, when we say we surrender to, to Christ, when we surrender to ultimately to God's love. It's, it's dying to ourselves. Now, who of us really wants to pick up that cross? Who of us wants to suffer? Who of us wants to go to Calvary with Jesus? We don't. Why? Because it's suffering. It costs us something. It hurts. It's painful, this this process of transformation. But it is only through that suffering and then ultimately dying with Christ on the cross, then going down into the tomb with him, being buried with him, that we ultimately rise with him to that transformation of new life. And allowing that, but, but the more that we try to hang on and to be what we are, and the less 
that we surrender to him, then we, we can't produce it because uh, produce life because ultimately it leads that leads us to under an unending death. But it is only when we give our consent. It is only when we say yes to him. It is only when we embrace that cross with him. It is only when we embrace that dying with him. It is only when we embrace that death with him of going down into the tomb that ultimately then we, we have that transformation. We all want transformation without the, the sin, without the suffering and death. That would be nice. It'd be easier, but it doesn't work that way. It requires us to give. It requires us to suffer. It requires us to die. So ultimately, that's, that's what our Lenten, our Lenten process is all about. That's why we give up things for Lent. That's why, we, uh, that's why we give things away for Lent. That's why we give tithing. and We have tithing and alms and all that kind of stuff. And doing the corporal work of, and spiritual works of mercy, giving of our time, of our talent, of our treasure. In, in all of that, there's, there's, there's a little bit of dying. You know, when we, when we give that money away, when we write that check, you know, there's a little bit of dying. It's like, oh, I could have used that for this, that, or the other thing. I have to die to myself. Maybe it's our time, you know, which is so precious to us. Oh, you know, I would just like to, to, to have some time for myself. I would just like to, you know, uh, veg and, and not do anything. But in that dying, when we make time for others, maybe to go uh, visit a sick friend or relative or maybe somebody who is elderly, there's a dying that takes place. There's a suffering that takes place. But it is only in that, that dying to ourselves and only in that giving up of ourselves that ultimately we find that life. Because when we bring goodness, when we bring life, when we bring happiness, when we bring hope to others, we give life. And it's more than the life that we have ourselves, but we produce that life in others. We bear the fruit of the suffering united with Christ and dying with him. So as we, as we continue on our Lenten journey and as we approach uh, next Sunday already is, is Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday, that suffering, let us really uh, think about our own lives. And really pray about that. What is Jesus asking me to surrender? What is Jesus asking me to give up? What is Jesus asking me to die? Where is he asking me to die? Because as he said to us, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. And so for us, whoever loves his life will lose it. And whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life.